looking for a podcast about them legs? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Ooh. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I am wonderful yet wounded. Well, wounded? What happened? I got my first shot of the vaccine this morning. (gasps) How do you feel? I asked Taylor that when we got out of there. I said, do you feel different? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I feel the exact same. (laughs) It's like, I don't feel any different. Like, she said she already felt safer. Yeah, I think just emotionally, after the first shot, I was like, I feel like I can breathe a little bit better, you know? Like, I feel I feel like things are going to be okay. I felt like the horizon was in sight at that point. I literally feel no different. Man. I'm just like, alright, I have it. Maybe because it's not complete. Yeah. Like, how am I going to feel safer incomplete? You know right. what I mean? So I'm maybe after I will. Marking my calendar... And two weeks after you get your final shot, we should do something. We should do something. We should fucking yeah. do something. I'm so ready to like hang out with people again. I want to go to that fucking movie theater that's in the colony that I found out about that you'd already yeah. told me about. <laughs> that you found out about again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but your arm, how's your arm feel? So I've been fine all day. Yeah. Taylor's been complaining about her arm, like, since she left for work right after we got the shot, right? Yeah. All day, I'm sitting here working at my desk, fine as rain, I don't give a shit, moving the mouse, doing all the stuff. And she comes home, and is like, oh my god, my arm hurts, and it's like, I feel nothing. (laughs) And then, I lifted my arm for the first time since this morning, (laughs) and it was like, I ripped it off. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) I don't know what is going on with the oh. shot, but like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> oh, so the guy goes, when when he goes to give it to me, he goes, have you ever gotten a vaccine and uh, your arm gone numb? Oh. And I go, no, as he's sticking it in there. And he goes, well, I like to ask before I get started. And I was like, you sure didn't wait, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. So then I'm like sitting there staring at my hand like. Are you numb? Is it Am numb? I feeling it weird? God. What is happening? What a terrible thing to ask because he's like sliding the needle into your arm. He didn't say that to Taylor, I don't think. So when you guys went, like, who was it giving the shots? Because you went to the Texas Motor Speedway like I did, right? Yes. So first of all, wasn't it crazy efficient? Yes, to, to a point. To a point, okay. Which I will get to. All right. So when we went, it was like 15 minutes, like, from tip to tail, from, like, arriving to being able to leave after the vaccine. The first time, it was just, like, I don't know, people in, like, traffic vests and masks giving the shots. But okay. the second time, it was, like, people in fatigues. Oh, okay. No, this was, like, homeless dudes. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> no, like, just, like, some guy was all, like, you ever been stabbed before? <laughs> no, like, it, it just looked looked like a dude. Okay. Like, he was in a t-shirt. Yeah. Nothing special. Yeah. I, I actually, I actually don't think he had a mask on. Really? Yeah. Maybe he's fully vaccinated. Maybe. I just thought that. I, but still, I, I was like, I remember mask. seeing his face because I was looking at his face. Yeah. 
And Weird. I, I didn't even think about that till now, but he gave me a shot without a mask. Well, interesting. Let's hope he didn't have COVID. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. Efficient. Until we went to leave. Why? So when we got there from, like, pulling into the place and, you know, like, shot in arm. Yeah. About maybe ten minutes. Right. Leaving afterwards, probably 20 to 30. Well, they put you in that, like, waiting line, right? Yeah, and we were there forever. That's weird. We had to sit in the line for, like, maybe 10 minutes. It's supposed to be 15, but they were like, ah, 10's fine, just let you go. Oh, so maybe it was 15 then, because I was like, we were there longer in the line than when we got there till we were done with the shot. Yeah, they just keep you on, like, the, the conga line to make sure that you don't have a reaction to it. And I guess you're supposed to fucking oh, okay. flash your lights and honk your horn if you have a reaction, which sounds yes. terrifying to me. Okay, did you guys tune into the radio station? No. Oh, it, it's like, it's like, tune into this radio station for information. Do you know what it says? Honk your horn if you have a problem. Welcome to Texas Motor Speedway. Come get your COVID shot. And, it, and then it just goes, come on, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all it said. That's it? Yeah. Just come on. Meow. Okay. Well. And I was like, but I'm already here. I already came here. <laughs> what else is there to tell me? Like, nothing informational. That's strange. It was a very weird thing. You think they would at least read that packet. They give you, like, a fucking book of literature on after you get your shot. I did read that, though. Yeah. So you got the Pfizer one, right? Yep. Okay. That's the one that we got. Nice. Everybody else I know has gotten the Moderna. Really? So pretty much everybody I know has gotten Pfizer, but my dad got Moderna. No one has had a thing with Moderna, so I guess it's fine, too. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard of anybody had the Johnson & Johnson one yet, though. Actually, Monday, we were doing our team meeting at work, and somebody goes, Hey, anybody, you know, just, like, have things to talk about from the weekend? And one of the ladies goes, Yeah. You can go to your local CVS and sign up for COVID shots. And they were like, what? And she goes, yeah, there, there's a sign outside my CVS that goes, like, first come, first serve. Whoever can sign up can get a shot that day. What? Every day. And that's the Johnson & Johnson one. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm wondering so if it's more for that, you know? I'm thinking, like, the Johnson & Johnson is going to be the wide availability one, which... Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, but... So, I just feel safer knowing that I got the one that has the 95%. On my card, because you get the little COVID shot card, right? Yeah. That you have to bring back for round two. So I brought mine back and then they gave me a second card. And I was like, why did I have to bring this back? Oh my God. Okay. Well, so, below the second line, there's two booster lines. Yeah. Are we going to have boosters later on? There's a potential for it because there's so many fucking variants because people can't stay the fuck home. Yeah. So. Okay. Who knows? All right. I mean, we're not at the end of this thing, but by golly, if we're not exiting. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was fun. I'm like part of, you know, history. Yeah. It feels like, good, Like, you'll be right? able to talk about this stuff. Well, like I said, I don't feel different yet. Yeah. I mean, it just feels nice to. Like, I feel that you're... nothing about it right now. But you're part of something, you know? Probably because my arm is numb. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I was like, this is like something that, you know, we'll be talking about. Yeah, we'll be able to tell your grandkids or whatever. And I was like, yeah, we're going to be telling our kids one day 
when they're putting in their eyedrop version of the COVID vaccine thing, and they're all like, why would you get a shot like two to three weeks apart? That doesn't even make (laughs) sense. And they just like drop the visine with COVID protection in, and they're all like, you're stupid, granddad. (laughs) Back in my day, we had to run down to the racetrack, and we got shots in our (laughs) arms by the military. And they're all like, you don't even make sense. What? <laughs> Ew, Grandpa. Fucking go into NASCAR. I got my COVID vaccine here. Sure you did, Grandma. It's fine. Like, sure, sure. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, we finally did that. Uh, it says like sometime at the beginning of April, we'll get the next one. Yeah. So, yeah, they called me. Like, you know how that one works. Well, they didn't call me. They emailed me two days before my second shot and just like, here's your QR okay. code again. So what is up with that? What they literally wait till the last minute. Yeah, to tell you. I know. I was like nervous that I wasn't going to get scheduled, but I I think they're doing it just because they don't know exactly how many shots they're going to get at any given moment. So yeah, that's that's my thought anyway. I don't have any proof behind that. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. What What else is going on with you? Uh, I've been watching a ton of TV. Okay. <laughs> So we, I say we, I, you know, I love the craft shows. Yes. Um, You got me started on Blown Away, which is that like glass blowing show. Which is funny because I just like saw it and mentioned it to you, but you watched it first. I Really? Yeah. I did not watch that first. Oh my God. I watched that after you. Yeah. So you told me you were like, oh, there's a glass blowing show. And I like consumed it in like a week. (laughs) And um, so... There's like a there's so many different craft competitions on Netflix like that. Like they have ones where they like build shit out of flowers, and of course there's the baking ones, and there's like yeah. architectural ones. So so wait, does that mean you watch the Lego one that's on Fox? No, but that one looks okay. cool as hell. But um, yeah, Netflix knows I'm obsessed with these, and it was like, how about this show called Forged in Fire? And I was like, oh, like All metal right. forging. I is that what it is? Because I've like seen the title card, but I've never like looked at it. Okay. So I didn't know what to expect after this show. I thought it was going to be in the similar vein of Blown Away, where, like, they have these artisans come in and create, like, one beautiful piece per show, and then it's, like, an arty kind of a thing. Okay. It's the most wild show. So it's essentially, like, chopped, but for knives. Okay. (laughs) So they have these, like, four contestants come in, these four metal welders, and these people range in age from, like, 19 all the way to like 85 it's just like the broadest range of people there's this one kid on there he's like i got started in knife making when my daddy threw my xbox down the stairs and told me to go outside okay (laughs) so and i thought might as well make a knife to hurt him with but then i was like this is fun and pretty (laughs) okay it's just the widest range of people and uh you know they're all from like the deep south of the midwest or something oh i but, thought you're gonna be like so there's that guy and then there's like the guy that comes in in a tux all like it's a family tradition we've been master welders for as long as the genealogy of the time world can be found <laughs> no i mean there are people like that but not in tuxes or anything they're all okay. in overalls and like trucker caps and it's amazing okay but like what they do is they are given steel from just like the most random of sources like they'll come out and there's like something in the center of the room that's like covered in a a red sheet it's very dramatic and the host is like today i'll be making this type of knife like you can make your your signature blade whatever that is or like you can make a a bowie knife or like a camp knife or whatever 
uh, they just give you like an assignment for a knife and like you're gonna be making it out of and then they pull that tarp off and it's like a pinball machine <laughs> it's okay. like what the fuck so they have to like dismantle this pinball machine together and then like scrap it for steel and then so they, they go basically fucking... go to the dump find supplies <laughs> and film the show basically so they they order them to like make these knives and they have like two hours to make just a blade like they don't make the handle in the first round so they make a blade oh, okay. and uh then they eliminate one person based on you know is your blade shitty or not and i mean if you make a blade in two hours it looks like difficult work because you're like yeah. it's hot steel and you're hammering and that's a lot of folding and yes metal crunching. so yeah. complicated but so they make these blades um and then after the second round, you make your handle and then the fucking guys test them out. And by test them out, they're not like gently cutting cucumbers or something. They'll like take this knife and just fucking wail on stuff. Like, yeah, like one thing that they do is um, like take a car bumper and just like chop <laughs> the hell out of it with your knife. Okay. Like as hard as humanly possible. They have this guy who's like basically the paul hollywood of knives he's got this crazy like steely look in his eyes and he just looks like he's seen death and he takes these knives and just like with the biggest grunt just is like just just paul bunions these things yes just like destroys the knife and sometimes the knives literally do shatter into pieces in his hand it's it's the most wild show so like at the end of it when it gets down to two people, after they've eliminated someone in the second round, um, they'll send them home back to their, like, home forges. Okay. So they're supposed to have, you know, some kind of some kind of setup at home where they can craft knives and blades and stuff. And yeah. some of them are, like, professionals where they, they have, like, a job making knives. But some of them, like that kid who, like, <laughs> his Xbox got chucked down the stairs. He's just got, like, a little, a tiny baby home forge and he's physically hammering it out with an actual hammer, not like a yeah. power machine. And... It's just fun to see the disparity. Like some of them will just fucking light their shops on fire accidentally. And God. their goal for this one is to like make a blade from history. So they're making like a replica of George Washington's sword or something like that. Yeah. And then whoever gets like closest to the actual blade usually wins, but they also have, what do you call them? Like tests for these blades too. So let's take the fucking knives. There's this guy on there who I think you'll love. I forget his name, but He's this Asian dude, and he'll take the blades and, like, stab it through these ballistic dummies. Okay. And, like, they have fucking pig carcasses. Like, so (laughs) the show is, it's literally, like, it goes 100 miles per hour all the time. So they're just like, all right, how fast can I gut this pig carcass? It's the most ridiculous. So, like, they'll have this pig carcass strung up, like, by by its quarters, you know, like, all four feet tied down. I mean, we gotta know it works, Kelsey. Yeah. dude takes this fucking sword and just like slices through the pig he'll try to literally slice the pig in half and often succeeds and okay it's the most wild shit i really want you to watch it just for the amount of ridiculousness but at the end he always like hands their blade back to them he goes it will kill okay (laughs) it's my favorite my god so i mean i was all about the glass blowing one so i'm probably gonna get into that too yeah i thought this was going to be like high level of artistry and i mean it still is because they they make these incredible like beautiful blades with craftsmanship and everything but that's not what the show is about the show is about like destroying shit with these knives (laughs) i mean i will tell you i've watched my fair share of people forging items or the knife competitions where they see like how fast they can like 
chop water bottles and then like how thin you can slice this thing. Like I've seen yeah. those competitions and watched them a lot. They're fascinating. So now I'm wondering if the point of those competitions is not how fast can you do it, but can you make a knife and do it fast? Like Basically. Like, are you bringing in your own knife to prove that you are crafting a knife that can do this well and fast, you know? Yeah. Or you just provided a knife like, okay, slice those bottles as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> now I want to know more. Yeah. It's okay. a good show. I highly recommend it. It's called Forged and Fire. There are like hundreds of episodes apparently so okay there's cool. so much <laughs> oh i got exhausted explaining all that let me uh yeah crack this thing i have not had one today be careful lifting it uh, i'm doing it with the other arm <laughs> so there's this other show that i've been uh, watching okay uh this one richard introduced me to it's called um letter kenny have you heard of it i'm very familiar with it oh really i've never watched it Okay. But it is Stu's favorite show. Oh my god. It's like, I've seen it in memes and stuff. Like, I've seen little snippets of it. Yeah. Um, so we, you and I do this thing where we always try to find, like, the clip of a show that will sell you on that show. Like, what will get you to watch it. Okay. I've found that for this, for you. Okay. Um, so go ahead and click on this spoiler that I've placed on our Discord here. It's like a two-minute clip, so we can cut out the part of you listening to it. But I just need you to hear all this, because... Okay. Tell me what you could play. I'm going there now. My boss was all about Shit's Creek, and I said no. And Stu was always on about this show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know how much you love alliteration. I saw this, and I was like, so impressed it, like blew me away oh my god i just liked watching his ears move while he said those things <laughs> the whole show is a lot like this not like alliterative but they just well yeah the way they talk but is... these like cutaway things or just just because like it's a... so just on on the nose here it is funny talk yes the show is okay. like about the language of these people and i thought it was just like a show about hicks in canada but it's it's really like it's it's very funny. <laughs> okay, I'll have to probably cave on that one too. Stu will be very happy. Yeah, I think if you you should give it like three episodes, and if you don't like it after three, you're not going to like it. Okay. I think I'm like seven episodes in now, and it's actually like I didn't think I was going to like this show, but I continued to give it a chance, and I'm happy that I did. I mean, I've done that with a couple, and it took some time, but then I got like way too into it. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. Well, I was about that. That I'm was glad. funny. That was very funny. There is another TV show. I'm all about the fucking TV right now, if you can't tell. So, I know. Well, that's like the the best thing to do in these COVID times. There's so it? much stuff. I even oh, told uh, Taylor the other day, I was like, I think the point of TV was to waste your time. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like, let's create long narratives so that you sit there... And don't get in trouble. Yeah. You know? I think that's the point of TV. Um, so you know Natasha Leone from Russian Doll and from, what do you call it, uh, Orange is the New Black? I will have to look her up. Lady with the big hair and the, like, dark eyes. Oh, Nichols. Yes. I love Nichols. Yes. I love her, too. Um, I think you should watch Russian Doll because it's also very cool. Okay. But, um, so... She has a new show coming out. I don't know when, but there's a 10-episode straight-to-series order for Peacock, which is the new 
uh, streaming service from oh you NBC. Know, NBC, yes, that's yeah. the one. Um, it's going to be directed by our good friend Ryan Rian Johnson. I like that he's our good friend. I didn't know that. <laughs> he's our good friend. <laughs> so it's a mystery drama, uh, and well, I'm like, that's what he does. I know, and that's where Natasha Leone like shines. Also, like she's so. Oh, she's such a good like lead actress, and I think it's going to be like a good character driven. So, is it like based on anything, or is it like I'm not an sure. original thing by him? I think it's an original thing by him. Which well, he's good at it. Yeah, I I, I love everything that he touches. He can craft a mystery. Yeah, and I'm picturing like Knives Out, but like scrunched down to TV format. You know. Yeah, but then I that makes that. me think now, like, why wasn't the last Jedi more mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess that's why it just didn't work. Because he was like, I'm going to make it like this. And he's like, but I want to add mystery. And they were like, no mystery. And he's like, but that's what I do. He was like, some mystery? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm going to put some mystery. Who's the... Where Where does she really belong? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I said I love everything he touches, but I just don't know about, <laughs> about Star Wars. I mean... yeah. But anyway, that is exciting. I'd like to yeah. see where that goes. Me too. I'm excited for that. I'm glad, like, people have really picked up that that's, like, his niche. And they're like, yeah, let's yeah. just start using that. Let's just start feeding that fire instead. <laughs> I mean, he's putting out good stuff with it, so. He is. Why make him stop? Yeah. And now I'm excited to see her in it. See yes. if she, what what she brings to it. I think she's so funny. I do cool. too. I loved her on Orange is the New Black, but I never finished it. Orange, Orange is the Black. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped watching after they killed off one of my favorite characters. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Taylor watched a bunch of It Without Me. And I was like, eh, these are long. I'm not trying to catch up on that shit. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. Just uh, another quick aside. I'm full of asides tonight. That's what we do. It's this whole uh, show, isn't it? This like this like shot has awakened things in my brain or something. <laughs> Uh, did you know that The Walking Dead is ending? What? And they're filming the last season now. Holy shit, really? Yeah, The Walking Dead is over. They wow. are going to end the series. And I was like, hmm. Like, two years ago, you were like, we got 20 more seasons in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's coming to a close. So, what is it, season 11? 11, yes. Yeah, and the what final super-sized season. Is because, guess what, Kelsey? What, Robert? I'm gonna watch it. Are you really? Are you gonna watch the whole thing? And I'm gonna start from the beginning. Oh my god. No, you're to not. Get, to get ready for the final season. <laughs> That's so much. There's no yep. way you're gonna cram the whole thing in. I'm doing it. God, season 11's gonna have 24 episodes. What's a normal Yeah. What's the normal season length of Walking Dead? They were 16. They'd always split it 8 and 8. What the fuck? So they're gonna do like... 12 and 12, 12 I and guess. 12, that's so much. I actually think they're pulling a Breaking Bad, and instead of doing a half season and half season, like in this six months and then this six months, I think they're going to take a full year in between. Probably. So, I mean, I got time, I think, because they're like starting to film it now. Like, My they're God. not even doing anything with it yet. I got so mad at Walking Dead. They just continued to kill off people I loved and then make other people that I loved go in weird directions. And I was like, I don't I don't have an yeah. investment in any of the characters that I liked anymore. Like, I'm over it. 
I mean, I was still kind of into it, but it's like everybody that I watched it with didn't care for it anymore. So I was like, well, yeah. I don't want to watch it alone because the whole right. reason I enjoyed it was talking about it. You know? That's the whole thing about me, too. So, like, whenever I was super into The Walking Dead, I had a bunch of people at work that were also super into it. So it was, like, yeah. literal water cooler talk. Monday morning, we would get together and be like, what did you guys think about this and that? But, yeah, without that, I'm just like, I don't give a shit about any of these guys. That was like me and Stu, because Stu's the only other person I know that watches that show still. Oh, man. And he still asks me all the time, like, have you ever caught up? And I'm like, no. And he goes... All right. I'll save what I have to say when you catch up. <laughs> and he waits. He just, like, waits around for me to watch the show. He's just, like, hanging in the wings, looking so, at you. I was like, one day I'll catch up. And now that it's ending, I was like, I'm going to catch up, Stu, because I want to know it, like, when it happens, you know? Yeah. But I really didn't want to because Rick is gone. Yeah, and they, like, me, wrote him out, right? the show. Like, where, where is this show even going i don't even they're kind of in a rough boat because they don't follow the comics because even robert kirkman has said the tv show is the what if version of my comic book yeah what if instead of this happening it went this way so now it has to branch from the comic book even further because now it can't rely on the same order of events you know Right. But then you get actors who go, well, my contract is up and I really don't want to work on this anymore. And then they leave. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe I got to season eight on this show. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia now and I was like. I'm pretty sure that's where we stopped. Walking Dead. Because we basically stopped at the the all out war stuff. Yeah. I think that's season eight. Let me look at. Because, like, there's one specific character death, and I was like, I'm not going to watch after this. I mean, you know what? I don't think anyone in our community really cares. Okay. Spoilers for The Walking Dead coming now. Yeah. Spoilers. Walking Dead. Here we go. The last death I cared about was Carl. Yeah, that's exactly when I stopped watching. Because I was was happy to see him go. (laughs) And then when he went, I was like... Oh, fuck. I don't want him to go. I know. Same here. I was like, I don't even like Carl as a character. But then I watching hated him die, him. I was like, man, this fucking sucks, actually. I hated Carl. And they made him so much more worth caring about in the episode that he died in. Yes. And I was like, you guys suck at this show now. <laughs> yeah, that's when that's when we stepped out, too. Okay. Like, we saw that one, and I think that was it. And then I stopped, which sucks because I was like, well, I want to see what ha- how they do the, the rest of the war because you don't know the story, but I knew the story intricately up to that point. Yeah. So I was like, well, how's it going to go? And I've actually just been on Netflix like, I'm going to go watch that last scene and see how they did it. <laughs> so I've like picked and like found things that I want to see from the newer seasons. Yeah. Just, but just never watched it. But I'll get to it. I'll get there. Yeah, I'm going to watch it because I, I want to be part of it when it ends. Since I was so into it at one time. I feel like... Gotta be in that zeitgeist. I, like, owe it to myself. Yeah. Not well, even because I won't have anyone to talk to about it. <laughs> you can talk to me about it and I will I will care. But will you? I will pretend to very convincingly. See, <laughs> I think I can tell you about the end of the show because I think you only care about the comic book. Yeah. Like... Because that's the real story, so I'm basically telling you, like, 
a fan fiction version and you're like, well, that's fine. Yeah. Cause who cares? Exactly. Like you can, you yeah. can tell me the whole plot of season eight onward and I will be like wrapped attention for you. Okay. I'll talk about it. We'll see. Okay. Plus, plus they were ruining Morgan for me again. And he's my like favorite character. Man, they, they never decided what to fucking do with Morgan. They no. So fear the walking dead. He was on that for a time. Yes. But then I think they also wrote him off of that. Didn't they? Yeah, because I think then he came to the real show. Yeah. He, like, went back and forth. Yeah. Is Fear the Walking Dead still going? Yep, and it is still super popular. Like, apparently that show has only gotten better with age. I got so mad. It's got six seasons. Holy cow. Well, so let let me be more clear with what's happening with The Walking Dead. Okay. The Walking Dead is ending. The show that we... That started it all is ending. Yeah. But there will be a new show in its place. Oh, of course. <laughs> but it won't be a continuation of this. It will be like a separate show. Okay. Same universe, different characters? I think so. A so legacy like, sequel? It's just, I don't think so. Because if, well, I don't know what they're going to do. But like this show that we've been watching will be done. And then just more spinoffs will happen. But anyway, yeah. Sorry for the very weird walking dead turn i didn't know you didn't know that it was ending yeah no i've been totally out of the loop on all that front so it was on my movie website one day and i i i I did gasp because i was like i thought this would be a staple for my children (laughs) you know yeah oh it's season 34 it's still as bad as it was 20 years ago man so enough of tv i've been watching movies (laughs) okay uh have you heard about the movie i care a lot Wait, that's a movie? Yeah. Because somebody literally just told me about that today. Uh, Well, they were just saying we were watching stuff on Netflix, and I took it as we were watching, like, a show on Netflix. Ah, no, this is a movie on Netflix. Okay. So, I think it's only, like, 90 minutes, so it's... Oh, it's actually two two hours. Wow. It's slated as a thriller-slash-comedy, but, like, I wouldn't put it... In the comedy category. Oh, okay. This movie was entertaining, but in a way that was, like, so difficult to watch. (laughs) I mean, she had a lot of good stuff to say about it. Who was talking to you about it? Uh, Someone from work. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I liked it. It's not one that I would watch again, and I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. So, it stars Rosamund Pike, which we all know from Gone Girl. Uh, I love her a lot, but... You know, I've still never seen that. You've never seen Gone Girl? No. Oh my god. But, guess what the silver lining is here? What? I still don't know what happens at the end, so, like, it would be fresh for me. Yeah. Still. Like, I still have no idea what what happens. I just know she's gone. watch it. That girl be gone. Okay. Um, so yeah, I care a lot. Um, Rosamund Pike is playing... Another fucking psychopath, essentially. So she okay. she plays these characters that are so, like, complex and so self-serving. Okay. But in a I way love that her. I do, too. Like, But for me, she's from a James Bond movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is not, this is not Bond girly yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. So she plays this person who, she's like a court-appointed legal guardian who is appointed to care for, like, clients who are like old people that can't take care of themselves anymore. So she's supposed to put them in like a nursing home and see after their affairs and stuff. Yeah. But she's 
basically defrauding them and just being like, ah, you can't take care of yourself. And the person's like, I, c- I actually, I can take care of myself just fine. She's like, no, you have dementia. See, you're kind of going crazy. <laughs> and she'll like put them in a home and just make life shitty for them and sell off their assets and keep the money. And just mm-hmm. basically she's disguising herself as somebody who like cares so much for old people and wants to help them. But at the same time, she's just like profiting off of them. Yeah. And uh, so she has this like partner in crime kind of, who's also her lover and they're a great on-screen couple. They have such amazing chemistry who, who plays the woman because she was captivating Isa Gonzalez. I don't know what else she's in. They were, they were fun to watch together. Um, but this is one of those movies where like, the lead character is such an anti-hero that you don't want to see them succeed. But yeah. then also, like, everybody else in the movie is so shitty. So, like, <laughs> she gets into a thing where she So you're like, is, she's almost better than them. She's almost better than them, but she's not. <laughs> so, yeah. like, she she accidentally gets involved with, like, the Russian mafia and shit. Like, it, okay. it gets complicated and and weird. But... Yeah, by the end of it, like, you you don't know if you're rooting for her or against her or you don't know whether you want her to succeed or survive. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a stressful movie. It reminded me, the feeling I got from this movie was a lot like the feeling I got watching Uncut Gems. That's what it felt like with you describing it. Yeah, so it's a very, like, anxious movie. And I think that you would like it because of that. You're just uncomfortable the whole time. I like that. Okay. I know you do. <laughs> I like that. I think you should watch this one. Well, it's that's not two getting... times in the same day that I've been told about this movie, so I think it's a sign. Yeah, it's not getting good ratings online, but I I think that's just because, like, nobody in this movie is likable. Yeah, It's got I mean, Peter Dinklage, and he plays a very interesting character. Like, people don't tend to like things that are bad, you know? Yeah. And not, and not bad as in, like, it's actually produced poorly, but there are bad things in it, and there's nothing good to happen. Yes. People don't yeah. like that. Like, Uncut Gems is highly unpopular with, with like, the people, <laughs> but with the critics, it's great, you know? Yeah, so Uncut Gems, let me just look this up and see what the online ratings are for it. Okay, so, like, it's getting rated way better than I care a lot, because on Rotten Tomatoes and on Metacritic, Uncut Gems has 91%, and then, like, 7.4 on IMDb and 72 on Google. Yeah. Whereas I Care A Lot is getting, like, straight 60s and 50s across the board. Yeah. But I think I think that it's one that will speak to your heart. I'll just say the other twenty percent is coming strictly from Adam Sandler's star power. <laughs> that might be it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I'm gonna have to take the sign. I've been told about it too many times today. Yeah. Um, there's also a movie on I think it was Hulu that I just watched called Boss Level. Um, oh, that sounds like it could be video gaming. Yeah, so it's like an action sci-fi movie. Um, weirdly, it's got Mel Gibson in it. I thought he was done acting, but he, no, he <laughs> showed is up. Totally like, still around. He showed up mid-movie, and I was like, "That's Mel Gibson, isn't it?" <laughs> Very strange. Um, Naomi Watts. What? Yeah, it's got like famous people in it. I yeah. don't know uh, the the lead actor, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. He's... Oh, he's from The Purge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that dude. He's good. Okay. He's an interesting character to watch. The movie huh. is like, it's one of those things where it starts in media res, and I know you like that. I so, do. 
this guy wakes up and he's waking up in the same day for like the 140th time. Okay. <laughs> and everyone is trying to kill him. So okay. he basically like wakes up. A dude is trying to swing a machete at his head and he has to like duck that and then like roll around and dodge all these fucking bullets that are coming through his window and shit. And it's, you spend like a lot of time just kind of getting to know the loop of his day and he doesn't know why he's being attacked or like who the assassins are, but he just knows that everyone is trying to kill him. Okay. So, um, it goes into like, I don't want to spoil any of the plot, but like his, yeah. his like ex wife or ex girlfriend or something. And his illegitimate kid are involved. And it's just very, it's, it's got romance and it's got redemption and it's actiony and sci-fi. Okay. It's, it's problematic a little bit, but I I liked it. And I think that you would like it too. Uh, it sounds good. And yeah, you know so what? I've been like itching for a good action movie lately. I know. I have too. Like so... I haven't seen a good like shoot 'em up movie in a very long time. Oh, I and I just got this uh alert on Google that um what's his face? Better call Saul is gonna be in a new action movie directed by the people who did John Wick. So I'm like, oh, okay. it looks so good. That may be the first movie that I like go see in theaters now that yeah. I'm immune. Which, by the way, speaking of as well, did you know that Better Call Saul is ending as well? Yes. Okay. I'm so sad. When does that come back? I don't know, but once it does come back, I'll start watching it. Oh my god. I've it's never so even started good. it. I, that's another one Stu is just waiting in the wings about this one is better, I would say, than Breaking Bad somehow. Stu has kind of said the same thing. Like, Breaking Bad is good and excellent and its own thing. But Better Call Saul is it's like the, the quirkier, more yeah. of a comedy kind of situation. And it's, it, it's such a you good... You just like, like it because Mike comes back. I love Mike, okay? <laughs> I love him. I have a couple things to tell you about, I guess. Okay. It all stemmed from the Oscar nominations coming out. Oh, yeah. I saw that they were out, but I haven't looked at them yet. Yeah, so the Oscar nominations came out, uh, pulled them up, started reading them, and said, I've heard of none of these movies. Okay. (laughs) And then I closed it and didn't care anymore. I will find a way to watch them, because the Best Picture Showcase is officially not happening. That's what I was going to ask you. So, like, you go to that every year. This is going to be the first year in, what, ten years that you've missed it? Oh, no. I've definitely missed it several times before. Oh, really? Yeah. I've missed it, like, three of the times. Mm. But uh, this will be the first time that I've missed it because they just aren't having it. Yeah. Like, they have just said, no. Nope. Not happening. Because, I mean, if you go to a movie once... You might be around a person for two hours. You could catch something, but now we're going to take that and make it ten hours of exposure time, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's probably not a good idea. So, uh, I was looking through these. Uh, I know none of the best pictures. So, of course, that means I also don't know any of the director, actor, none of that shit, because usually it's the same movies. right? Right. But then I get to, of course, my favorite area, best animated feature film, right? Okay. And uh, I've picked my winner already. Oh, okay. I mean, I picked it, hands down. So I see that Soul is in here. Um... So we got Onward. Oh, Onward, yes. Over the Moon. uh, A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Oh my god. Soul. And then a movie called Wolfwalkers, okay? Oh, I like the animation style of that. 
Oh, wolf walkers? Yeah, that's pretty. Okay. So, real quick on those. This is the third movie by this guy. It is a trilogy of Irish folklore movies. Oh, cool. The animation is so piercingly beautiful. I I know of the other two movies this guy made because they're movies I've been wanting to watch strictly on how they look for years. Yeah, this is a very, like, unique animation. Oh, it's I an Apple original film. love it. Well, this is his final one. The other two came out, like, in theaters. Okay. But I guess because no, nothing's coming out in theaters, you know. Everyone's going yeah. somewhere else. Right. So I am going to wind up watching all three of those movies just for this one as well. Because I've always wanted to. Yeah. But I picked my winner. It's it's Onward, hands down. Okay. I No, no, I... Onward. No? Soul sucks. Well, yeah, I don't think Soul's going to win. I, th- I think Onward should win for sure. Oh, well, well, yeah, that's what like I think should win. But I haven't seen any of the others that are not Soul. So. But do you know what will win? What will win? Fucking Shaun the Sheep. You think so? They've, Wallace and Gromit won one year already, like, over way better movies. And I was like, people just have a hard-on for that company <laughs> and that franchise. Like, okay. that movie's going to win. Yeah, it's been nominated for a lot of shit, actually, now that I'm opening it up. Yeah. Like, people love those movies for some reason. So, maybe I'll have to give it a shot. But so, I was looking at it. Uh, Onward was in there. Of course I picked it. And then, I was like, Over the Moon. I think that's that movie Jose was talking about in our Discord. Right? Okay. So, I was like, oh, well, that was on Netflix, so we can watch that. So, we went ahead and watched Over the Moon. Onward should not win that that oscar oh no okay over the moon should win that oscar all right over the moon is one of my favorite movies of all time wow of all time it's a really good movie okay i loved everything about that movie so it's about like chinese folklore reading up on it here yes so it's got it's got such a good animated movie premise you know? Yeah. So it's a girl who, um, her mom dies, of course, because it's a kid's movie. A parent must die. Not, you know? Yeah. So basically, her mom has died. Her and her dad have, you know, kept the family business going and they make mooncakes, which, uh, the story of Changa, who's the lady in the moon, was like uh-huh. her favorite story growing up. Okay. And now there's another woman moving in on the family because daddy found a new lady, right? Yeah. But she's so into the story of the lady in the moon because she lives on the moon waiting for the day she can be with her love again. So love lasts forever. And if I can prove she's real, my dad will know love is real forever and he can't be with this new lady. Okay. So she builds a rocket and goes to the moon. What the fuck? Well, it sounds like a fun time. It definitely has, like, those, like, kid moments where you're like, okay, like, why? <laughs> why are we why are we having this bunny and frog do the running man in, like, a giant rave, you know? Okay. So, I mean, it's still got kid movie things in it. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say the costume design for the Lady on the Moon, better than most costume design we get for live action movies. Oh, damn. They actually got, like... Like a couture Chinese designer to design these costumes for this cartoon movie. Cool. And they are so drop-dead gorgeous, Kelsey. 
It's amazing. I'm going to look at some of the images, because all I see right now is this girl in, like, leggings and a space jacket. No, yeah, yeah, you got to find, uh, you got to find Changa. So here. Yeah, like this. Look at this picture right here. Oh, that's pretty. They, like, she even plays ping pong at one point with this person. <laughs> and even her, like, sports ping pong getup looks better than most costumes that people wear today. Oh, I'm looking at this one where she's in, like, a short yellow dress and it's got all these layers. Yeah, so that's kind of, like, that's, like, my one thing about the movie. Taking it back to inclusive stuff again, right? Uh-huh. So this is a, like, Chinese movie. Yeah. Every person in the movie is Chinese. Right? Like all the actors and stuff? Every actor is Chinese. Very good. Person that wrote the movie, white. Director, super white. <laughs> what? Like, I was like, oh, wow, this is like a fully, like, Chinese work, right? Yeah. And not, not even. Okay, well... <laughs> But all the actors are, so that's something, right? Yeah, that's good. Uh, Ken Jeong is in it. Oh, nice. Uh, Kelsey? Yeah. Ken Jeong can sing. Really? Like, he was singing in it, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I would buy this fool's album. So, I actually, like, heard him sing on, I think it was the Korean version of The Masked Singer. Okay. <laughs> and I was impressed by him. Like, I forget what he dressed up as, but, like... No, he can... Like, actually sing. Oh, you know what? He sang Creep by Radiohead, and that's why I was, like, oh, so drawn in, because it's one of my I, favorite yeah. songs. I think this movie is great. It is weird at the start. Yeah. And it feels really kid, because it's got, like, a lot of songs in it. Yeah. But when you get to about the middle, and then, like, the whole of the end, it's fantastic. Nice. Like, I tried to look look it up to, like, buy it today. Yeah, hopefully they'll put it out soon. I mean, if it's popular enough, I'm sure they're going to children who want to own it. I would want to own this movie. Yeah. Like, I like it that much. But so anyway, we watch this, and that's what I want to win. But Wolf Walkers may change my mind. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, we did that, and we were like, well, I guess if we're going to do that, we can go ahead and hit up Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. That so one's... we watched Raya and the Last Dragon. That one's currently in theaters, right? Yes, or on Disney Plus if you pay them thirty bucks. Oh, okay. So uh, we watched that. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. But it came out this year, so it can't be in the nominations. Oh, so I that would be in there the for next year. Was like when? When is the cutoff for this Oscars? Did they change it at all? Nope. It's uh, it just has to be in last year, so twenty twenty. Okay. And it came out twenty twenty one. So. The animation in that movie is ridiculously amazing. Really? It freaked me out at one point. We we kind of need you to watch it at some point. Okay. There were moments that... Well, so I thought some of the like scenery was live action. Oh, wow. And then there's a one particular moment where Rhea cries and the tone in her voice and the way they animate her face, Taylor was like, I thought that was one of the most realist depictions of sadness I've ever seen. Oh, wow. She was like, that was, that was a human person there. Like, like her mind got tricked into that's human. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch this one. It's good. I know everyone was mad about the whole like same face dragon stuff. Yeah. So what did you think about the dragon? Um, like, like what I think about her and like looks. 
I mean, just overall, after having seen it, how do you feel about her now? Oh, absolutely love her. And most of the time, she's not the dragon. Oh, she's like an actual human that turns into a dragon or something? So they're trying to use her to, like, fix the world because it's broken. Okay. So they're trying to hide her, and one of the powers that this previous dragon had was being able to turn into a human. So a lot of the time, she looks like a human. Okay. And you know what she looks like? What does she look like? She looks exactly like Aquafina, who was the voice of that dragon. <laughs> okay. I mean, it legit looks like Aquafina. Cool. So not Elsa in any way. <laughs> All right. And I was like, I'm, man, I'm I wish confused. they'd have kind of put that in the thing. The people wouldn't have dogged them so much, but it would have ruined that little surprise, you know? I guess, yeah. I'm just confused at, like, why they decided to make the dragon look like that. All the dragons have pretty, like, realistic faces, I guess. Yeah. And kids kids want to, like, relate to a face, you know? I guess. I don't know. Make, give me a dragon face. <laughs> I mean, she's got a pretty human face. Raya was def- is definitely one that you can wait for Disney Plus to bo- to do it for free. Okay. Because that's yeah. supposed to be in June. Your oh, world June. will not be changed by watching Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. So, I think you'll love it, though. But over the moon, that one I gotta get, like, under my belt right away. I mean, it, it's on Netflix now. I, okay. I don't know. I think I like it because I can really get into a cartoon movie. It's... It's definitely a cartoon movie. Yeah. So the main character has a bunny and it did put me off a lot. That bunny has Lola bunny vibes a bit. Oh no. <laughs> like it's a straight up rabbit. No, no hands, like no like human features in that way. Okay. But like the eyes and the face. So is she giving you Lola rabbit or is she giving you like Judy hops? I'm going to go with more Judy hops. Okay. Like, she's Judy Hopps if she still, if she didn't walk on all, or if she didn't walk bipedal and couldn't talk. Okay. <laughs> because, like, her eyes are, like, too human for a rabbit, you know? Yeah. Like, the eyes were weird to me. And I was like, why are you so human <laughs> with your eyes, little, you, you, you bunny? But, uh... So I'm going to try to find a way to watch all these uh, best pictures. Have you heard of any of these? Yeah. So I have actually seen The Trial of the Chicago 7. That one is super good. Why have you seen this movie? Um, It was on Netflix and we were just looking for like a good movie to watch. You know, I'm always into like crime stories and legal dramas and Richard really loves historical stuff. And this is like the meeting of both of those. So. Um, it, how would you rate this? Like, do you feel it's a best picture movie? Yeah, I actually really liked it a lot. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. It just sheds so much light on what actually happened at this. Like it was, it was something I had never heard of before. And it was a really like poignant movie to watch. It was very well done. I thought. Okay. So yeah, it's it's really good. It's not um, a lighthearted movie, but it's it's also not one that you're going to cry to. So just yeah. watch it with, like, your serious history face on. Okay. And you'll enjoy it. No funny. Just take it in the series. There is funny, actually, because um, the, the, the dude who plays Borat is in this movie. And he, oh, okay. He, he plays a humorous character. Not, like, not like Borat humorous, but just, like, somebody with a good sense of humor. So 
Okay, well, he is up for a Best Supporting Actor for that role. I saw, and what's more important to me is that um, Best Supporting Actress, Maria Bakalova, for her role as Tutar, his daughter in that movie, I really, really hope she wins, because holy shit, like, she is that movie. I I need you to see the Morai movie. (laughs) I need you to see it. I'm probably going to have to watch that one alone. Taylor may want to watch it. I don't oh, know. it's so good. I think I think Taylor even would like it because it's it's very feminist. Okay, it's a good movie. Um, I will get into it. So I've heard of Sound of Metal, but I haven't seen it. It okay. sounds like a good movie. Like it would be up my alley, and it stars Riz Ahmed, who's my baby boy. I love him and his giant eyes. Okay, it's about um like a metal drummer who goes deaf. Okay. And I'm not sure about anything beyond that, <laughs> but I know he's the lead character. Sounds cool. And it sounds it sounds really good. I think it's on Amazon, and may also be in theaters. So it says it came out in November. These are all like right at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It says it's on Prime Video. Yeah. Half of these movies I have not heard of, like The Father. I don't know Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank. What is Mank? I don't know, but it's the top nominated movie like it has the most nominations out of all of them but it okay, also has gary a, oldman it's a fucking biographical drama about the screenwriter and his development of the screenplay for citizen kane oh i will hate it because i hate yes. citizen kane <laughs> citizen kane fucking sucks i won't be watching this one i'm gonna watch it and i might well i can't even say that because i chose to sleep through lincoln when we saw it in the Best Pictures Showcase that year, because I was like, I don't want to see that. Man. That's boring. But Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman. He might carry me through. We'll see. <laughs> and it's directed by David Fincher, so who knows? It might be good. Let's see. Um, one thing yeah. that is really like a standout for me, so for the first time ever in the Oscars history, we're seeing two women nominated for Best Director. Okay. Fucking incredible. And the first woman ever uh, of color. Okay. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. That's what I just saw, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm happy. Like, we're finally getting to see more representation for women at the Oscars. Like, it sucks to just see, like, best actress, best supporting actress, and that's, like, fucking it for the women. I was going to say, it seems to be, like, China's time to shine right now. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, Raya and the Last Dragon, Over the Moon, they're both rooted in Chinese culture. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it all started with crazy rich Asians, you know? Yeah. It really like, proved that there was a market for it. And uh, I'm looking her up right now. She's also doing one of the next Marvel movies. So oh, shit. good for her. Oh man. So remember how I was talking about Shit's Creek and it got canceled, or not Shit's Creek, um, Kim's Convenience and how it got canceled. Yes. The, one of the lead actors, Simu Liu is cast he's a chinese actor and he's been cast in a new marvel movie coming up okay so he's gonna have work which is great i think he's a really really good actor and he's fucking cut so i would like to see him in a marvel role man i mean that could could carry him for a long time let me send you this picture of him just (laughs) i'm gonna show you my man he's so cute i love him he's the one on the right okay it's just like, I mean, they're both just cut to pieces like marble, but... Is he gonna be... Alright, alright, alright. So what's his name? Uh, Simu Liu. Canadian he actor. He's going to be... 
uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. I don't really know anything about that. Yeah, I've never heard of this. It sounds cool. But, see, you're going to be one of those people, like my mom, who just watches the Marvel movies that sound interesting to them, but don't take yeah. in the entire the entirety of the story. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like, I've seen Iron Man. I've seen yeah, Guardians yeah, but... of the Galaxy. Yeah, see, everyone's seen Guardians, but they're such an integral part to the overall story, but people just go, ah, good music. <laughs> I've seen Deadpool. That's not Marvel. Well. <laughs> Way to go. It's all the same to me. I mean, they are now. Oh, did you know? I think I think you sent this to me, but supposedly Deadpool will take over Stan Lee's uh, cameos. Yes, I saw that. Is that yeah. like a real thing or was it just a joke? I don't know. I think it I might hope be. it's real. I saw a tweet that was like he should be putting up missing posters of Stan Lee in the background of every uh, movie, which is so sad. But I want that. Well, I guess I have to go watch a whole bunch of movies now and TV shows. Yeah, you got a lot of a lot of shit in your in your backlog to watch now. <laughs> I guess so. Are you ready to get shredded? Let's get cut. Hey guys, don't forget. Please tell your friends about us. Help us grow this audience. Subscribe to us. On your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We release weekly. Every single Monday. It doesn't matter what's happening. Yimtok guarantee. I love that phrase because it means something. That's a good little stamp of approval. Uh, if you like that, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would help us out so much to ensure we are here for every Monday to come for the rest of time. And while you're out there on the internet, you can find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We have announced to our patrons our Twitch schedule for the next month. Should we go ahead and announce it to the rest of the world? Why not? All right. Let's, let's get it out Give there. it out there. So we have got... Let me scoot on over to the news feed. At 6 p.m. Central every single Saturday in April, we are going to be streaming for you guys on our Twitch channel. Please subscribe right now so you don't miss us going live. Hit that little bell. Get the notifications. We will be there for you. On April 3rd, you can join us for Little Nightmares. Robert is going to be playing through that for me so that I don't have to <laughs> and that I can sit back and experience it. Then we're going to see the sequel, Little Nightmares, on April 10th, or Little Nightmares 2 on April 10th. I have no idea what to expect from either of those games. You should not, because whatever you think it's about, it's not. Okay. Like, like, like I really can't wait for you to be like, what is this? And watch your brain start trying to unwrap it. <laughs> I'll just go in blind and not think about it. I mean, that's what we did, and I think that's the perfect way. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the following Saturday, April 17th, we have something called Layers of Fear. Now, this is one that I had not heard of, but I looked it up after you suggested it, and it mm -hmm. looks so creepy and cool. It's apparently influenced heavily by PT, which I think is awesome. We love PT here at Yimtope. Um, yeah. It's also got influences of Jinji Ito, who is a famed Japanese artist who does like body horror stuff that we've discussed before. So I think it's like going to be right up our alley. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one quite a lot. And then on April 24th, because Ferdinand asked so nicely on Twitter, he asked, Yimto, can we play another Mansions of Bandit State? Of course we can. So expect the return of Ferdinand and Jose, our guest wonderful stars, and Taylor as well, as we are playing Mansions of Madness on April 24th. That is the, uh, if you guys missed last October, it's a... It's a, what do you call it? Um, Lovecraft themed Cthulhu board game. 
it's very spooky, very fun, very cool. I just want to so. not get trapped in rooms by myself this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't set the library on fire this time. We'll be okay. Yeah. So we really hope that you guys will be joining us on Twitch uh, every Saturday in April. We are greatly looking forward to hanging out with you guys again. So I mentioned that the patrons heard about the schedule first. If you guys want to be in the know, in the mix, you can join us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. That gets you access to our Discord community and secret snippets of unreleased ramblings. We release a mini episode every single week on Sundays. It comes out. It's just like a whatever we get up to before we hit record on the episode. The way we limber up the old vocal cords. Yeah. Get loose. Um, if you get that and you're just like, I want just a little bit more Yimtope. I got, I got a sip of the Yimtope and I want some more. You get a full gulp if you gain access <laughs> to our $5 a month tier. Um, that gets you exclusive access to our YouTube channel where we release a new review every month. Should we tell the fine people what we're reviewing in the month of March? Might as well, because someone figured it out two seconds after we said <laughs> I know. So I like to put little emoji hints in the Discord just to, like, you know, give a taste for what we're going to be doing. I don't even think you really got that far this time. I mean, I did. I put it in there. But then, like, the second Ismail saw it, he's like, oh, that's control. Yeah. I put a little emoji of a controller because I was like, they'll think it's just a video game. Yeah. But, no, nah, it's control. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm currently, like, halfway through the game. Quick impression. Very weird. I'm not going to tell you any of my impression until we get to like, the actual I review. want, like, I have a feeling there's going to come a moment where everything just starts tumbling and our minds are going to get blown. I hope so. I think that when we review this, you're going to yell at me. <laughs> Why? I can't tell you. I don't want to yell at you. I think you're going to. You're going to be mad. Because you don't like it. I just think you're going to be mad. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, come join us on Patreon. We hope that you, uh, we hope that you join us and we hope that you like it. Uh, you can also email us some suggestions at ymbtoap at gmail.com. Don't forget that stands for, you must be thinking of another podcast. We want that listener mail. Uh, send us suggestions for future Patreon streams. If you're into that or, uh, send us a quick note just to say you love us. <laughs> Send us, uh, send, send us, us what you think about the Oscar nominations this year, and if yeah. you even know what these things are. Yeah, what do you what do you think about all the nominations? Are you a part of the angry man on Twitter today that I saw that was like, these are just hijacked by the woke army. We're only nominating people of color and women now. I can't, I can't even believe that. I can't wrap my head around that kind of anger. Oh my god, <laughs> time for that in my life. And don't forget that our theme song is The Creamy Purple Blows the Horn by Farage. Check him out on YouTube. Go watch a little bit of old uh, YouTube streams, Yimtope streams, and then go listen to some good Farage music. They go hand in hand. Always Did will. Did you say YimTube? I said, I said, you, 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 I don't even know. <laughs> it's like a combination of YimTope and YouTube. YimTube. That's the new... That's the new website to go to. It's it's like the happiness place. <laughs> and as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Will I ever catch up on the TV in, in all of the world? One more important sound we wanted you to hear.
Oh, did you watch my God of War sex scene thing? No, I didn't. Oh, I put it in the show on. notes, but I was like, I'm not going to indulge on that. You have to. You have to. I don't want to expose myself to all that Kratos. I'm going to watch them with you right now. No. no. <laughs> you should, though, just to get an idea of what was in there. Okay. I made it through, like, half of it and was all like, I've seen these plenty of times. It's fine. 